0: Alright, welcome back to the Box Out Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us for Episode 2. Uh, again, I'm your host, um, Marco Tremboli, also Lead Performance Coach at Box Out Performance. And today, I am glad to welcome Lucas Ginevro. Thank you for coming, Lucas. Thank you for having me on. Excited to join you on this podcast, Episode number 2. Uh, it's awesome, man. And, and you can see we got some new swag with the Box Out masks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Lucas, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself to get the audience uh, familiar with who you are and what you do.
1: So I am a student at the Schulich School of Business. I'm going into my second year uh, in September. I um, am one of four intern summer interns at Boxo for the summer. It's been a great experience. I've really enjoyed it. And yeah, basically getting ready
0: to get back to school. That's, that's awesome. And, um, you know, tell me a little bit of something outside of uh, school that, uh, you know, someone wouldn't know about Lucas. Like, what do you like?
1: What's an interesting fact about yourself that you can you can tell us? Um, I think one that I told you pretty early on was my um, experience with piano that I've been I've played the piano my whole life. I last year got my uh, grade 10 certification from the RCM and it's been a lifelong uh, love of mine that I've been doing my doing for about 15 years now.
0: That's awesome. Uh, I, I like music too. I'll be honest, I'm not that uh, not that good at playing any interest instruments. <laughs> Uh, the one thing I do do is uh, I, I, I do sing I've always wanted to play the guitar but uh, I'll be honest it wasn't I'm never good at that So that's something maybe I can uh, you can teach me a couple of things with piano guitar uh, with your background so you mentioned earlier there you know Schulich and uh, back to school soon so yeah. the reason for this uh, podcast this segment sort of say this episode is to kind of teach everyone and educate everyone in the sense of box out learnings of what we do and how it kind of resonates as everyday life things, scenarios like, you know, communication skills, um, learning as, uh, taking in information as well as, you know, routines and, um, comfort levels and stuff like that. So this is what we wanted to get you in, you know, being first year, you just completed your first year. This is your second year and the kind of things that you are doing to prepare for the new school semester. Mm -hmm. So if you can uh, kind of give us a little bit about, um, information about that.
1: Just, to, you know, again, it's your, your type to shine. Yeah, no, absolutely, and um, I think, kind of before we get into that, like, I, it's definitely been a different, kind of looking forward to this year, it's definitely been different from looking forward to any year in the past, just the nature of kind of everything being different. For me, school being online in the fall, um, going back into um, it through virtually, like, the way I finished last year, I know a lot of um, the majority of university um, and post-secondary students are kind of going down that path. And then I know that with the elementary and high school levels, most people are going back to school, but kind of in a different way. It's a lot more uh, separated and um, a lot more has been put in place than normal, obviously. So I think it, it definitely goes without saying, but I think it's an important point that Preparation this year is definitely different from any year in the past as we're kind of adapting to this new world that We all kind of got to get accustomed to it. So I think that's a key uh, thing that I think um, might get forgotten a little bit but must be kind of kept in mind because we're still kind of living in this COVID world and we're doing our best to make the best of it. Um, to your question I think one thing that I always make sure to do in this next little bit of time as we're now um, as we're a couple of weeks away from their turn, of school I think one of the biggest things that I always make sure to do is to take care of all my um, purchases now purchases before well before the first day especially now that um, especially now that you know store hours are a lot more um, compressed plus, Um, obviously the online option is a lot more attractive now Um, but yeah any this goes in any year always make sure to get that taken care of before the first day because I always find um, once school starts you're you're in it and you're kind of you know it's um, you're focused on that and that becomes your biggest priority and you don't really want to be focusing on you know buying your books and buying your supplies after a couple days of school. And I think, so getting everything done in advance, I think one thing that that really helps you is just to kind of get, feel mentally prepared and not overwhelmed right from the beginning. You know, you're ready to go, you know, you're, um, you have everything you need for the first day and you can kind of move forward from there. I think another thing is it um, allows you to manage your expenses. And I think that's a very important thing for especially people at the post-secondary level when it's kind of you're managing your own um, money and that. And I think it's very important that you ensuring that you know how much you're spending and kind of take care of it all. I know it can be annoying to buy textbooks, but it's ultimately unavoidable. So I think managing your expenses is a great thing that it allows you to do by taking care of this now just before you actually get started and you're focused on your courses. And ultimately I think the last thing anybody wants is to, you know, have homework or have a reading in a course that they don't even have a book for. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, I somewhat fell into that trap in first year just cause this past year, just cause I was very you know, nervous about everything and wasn't sure about um, how everything would go. But ultimately, um, definitely a learning experience. I definitely corrected that come um, second term. So, and definitely not something that I would want to um, happen again.
0: No, that, that, that's key. Like, it, it's good to always be prepared for all, any situation that arises. And it, especially now, since, you know, uh, a lot of people were out of that routine because, you know, school ended in, in March last year. So that was like a six months hiatus for a lot of people, where now it's getting back into that kind of consistent routine for most. Um, like you mentioned, you said a couple of key words there, adaptability and stuff. But it's going to be an interesting school year. Like I, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to school, um, but just for like yourself and others who are going there, it's going to be an interesting um, new way to see what. How people are gonna deal with the new you know normal, absolutely yeah. So mm-hmm. that that's because one thing you know you're you saying you know, being uh, prepared managing expenses getting stuff ahead of time. Um, how about courses like you? What, what courses are you taking again? Like,
1: um, mostly um business related. I have in first semester um three business courses that like um for me at least are like within the shulik, um within shulik and then two non business um. Electives that I had, so that's what my uh, first semester looks like. Um, and yeah, and I think that's that kind of leads me to another thing that I make sure that I'm able to do, just because I was able to answer your question. I make sure to look over my courses mm-hmm. and um, just consider. I think the first thing I make sure to do um, in come like this time, like late August, is just consider any switches because I know it's a lot easier now than in three or four weeks from now when everyone's in their classes and, um, all set up to go. I think it's obviously a lot easier now. Classes aren't as full and I have time to consider. I think that's the other thing. Like I'm not swamped with, um, readings and homework in my courses. So I think that's definitely one thing that's kind of the biggest thing. I think when looking over courses, considering any switches for me, I'm not really considering that this year, but I know in years past especially in high school it was definitely something that I was considering so I think it was very important that I did it over the summer I do it over the summer as opposed to kind of going into the first going into the first week or two when courses are a lot more full and it's and deadlines are pretty close at that point to switching Um, and otherwise if that's if that's not on the table, then I think it's still worth looking over your courses to just really get to know what the course material will look like. Obviously, you don't need to study like it's an exam, but it would be very helpful to know what the first couple classes will look like because don't we do that before every class, but why not, why not try that before the first one as well? Mm-hmm. We, we do our readings. We do our homework to prepare for classes, but there's a the first class, so why not prepare for that as well? And um, having that pre-knowledge of a course will also help you feel very mentally prepared, especially in a course you've never taken before because you'll kind of get rid of those jitters that always come from taking a course that in an area that you're not really sure about and you've never done before. But even if it's a course that you've kind of taken along that course stream, obviously every course is different, so still worth doing, still worth looking over just so you have some kind of knowledge going in there on the first day or week. Yeah, so, so typically in what I'm getting from
0: uh, from your answers here is you, you typically like to be as prepared as possible. For, anything, <clears throat> for sure. For anything that arises. <clears throat> and, 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 you know, you're not the only one. A lot of people, you know, want to be as that, that preparation in, in anything, whether it's school, life, work, sports, whatever the case may be. Uh, everyone wants to be have that preparation. Um, but the thing is, again, is like, you know, not everything goes as planned. And, you know, we, we all learned that there's never that. It's always, everyone thinks it's that straight line, but there's always going to be a turn or a curve or a bump sure. of some sort. And, and that's stuff that we got to overcome. And, and that's what we said at the beginning how these learning is everyday life situations um, kind of in, cor- correlates with mental development. Yeah. As absolutely. you know, that, right? And, and this is the whole reason why we want to do these podcasts, these segments, is to educate and, and talk to people and show them about hey like you know everyone thinks it's easy to do this but if you know just like yourself you're saying you want to do all this be as prepared as possible but seeing you know as you're picking these courses and then the course is filled up yeah, right then now you got to relook everything think everything over and and come to a new decision Mm -hmm. and and that's where a lot of people have to realize where that's part of you know mental toughness yeah, stuff stuff like that right because if i were to ask you what mental toughness is about i'll get different answers from everybody Mm -hmm. but if you if you were to you know give me your kind of definition of mental toughness what can you tell
1: me what mental toughness is um to me i think it's um the ability to um overcome challenges and um how like um ultimately not give up i think that's where the mental part of it comes into play mm-hmm. and yeah and work to overcome challenges yep yeah. and, and like i say,
0: I, I i've asked like you know you know me i do a lot of um a lot of meetings with people a lot of it like conversations with people and, and i and i get a different definition each time and you know i never say anyone's wrong in giving the definition but the, you know a part of mental stuff is, is about sticking with those routines no matter what Mm -hmm. even when things are 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 going are seeming like hopeless or you seem just so out of it like you just are tired like that is if you have a schedule if you have a plan if you have a uh that routine intact you stick with it no matter what absolutely yeah and and, and that's the key to to mental toughness one example i can i can give you for a personal thing with me myself is when it comes to working out we have our schedule we want to work out five times a week right we work out we work out we work out then the next week I'm tired. I'm lazy. Yeah. I'll just do it tomorrow. Yeah. I'll just do it tomorrow. When we keep putting it off, that that is a part of our mental toughness. Kind of just give it up. Yeah, for sure. So so it's about being consistent with your routines and daily schedules or weekly, monthly, whatever the case may be. And, and one thing that helps me is writing down on mm-hmm. paper. A lot of people just talk about it or just put it in their phone, whatever the case may be. I personally just write it down on my journal or my mm-hmm. box out uh, booklet there that we all mm-hmm. have. 'Cause seeing it and, and reading it, it it holds myself accountable. Yeah. And which is key about that. So that's a little bit uh, about the mental toughness there. And you can even think about it like mental toughness when it goes about going back to school. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure, yeah. If you can kind of give me like a little bit example for yourself about getting back to school, how you know, how it kind of correlates with
1: that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the biggest thing with that kind of correlating to um, mental toughness as a student, I think is um, so, something that I look to do every um, late August or so before I go back, and that's plan. And um, a lot of times I'm obviously, um, I know my timetable. I think that's pretty set unless I um, unless I'm looking for a switch, but otherwise it's, it's relatively set one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, more times than not, either prior to or on the first week, I know what my um, where my um, assignments are and tests and exams are going to lie within the semester. And I think, uh, and I think, as you mentioned, putting that all in your calendar right from the start allows you to um, know what weeks are going to look, uh, know what your weeks are going to look like all throughout um your year or your term and that's important because you don't want to be working on a day-to-day or week-to-week schedule you want to be thinking in the long term as well and that's something I learned in first year like a lot of assignments and a lot of exams and I feel like everyone realizes that at some point in time it just depends on your you know academic journey and what um Kind of course you take, what program you're in, and kind of like what the demand is. But I've kind of learned in um, first year about how everyone says, you know, never study the night before. Mm-hmm. Sometimes not starting three nights before is not enough either. Sometimes you need few, um, many, many days or even weeks to get. Um, assignments done and study for your exams and I think that's where this planning comes into play because without planning it could be easy to not know you have an assignment due until you know two weeks before but the expectation is you've been working on it all throughout the month Mm -hmm. and I think this this is an even bigger thing in group work when if your group wants to get going on something early you got to be part of that but Ha- and so having that preparation and knowing that you're gonna be, you're given an assignment on um, September 10th, let's say, and you're gonna be starting on that soon after. I think that's what allows for group work to be successful when everyone's on that same page. So doing your part in that, planning everything out beforehand is very key, especially when you're working with others. And all students are doing that at least to some extent. Yeah, and
0: that and that's key. Like even, like you mentioned in the group thing, even though you know you don't and it sucks, but when you're in a group thing and you have to finish a project of some sort and even though you don't agree with, you know, the timing and stuff like that, that's something that we still gotta overcome and, and, and put the pedal to the metal, so to say. For sure. And and that's again is a part of the mental toughness. Now allowing that stuff to affect yeah. us. Because if we allow that that to affect us, then our mental toughness is gonna just drop. For sure. And then it's going to affect our performance in the school uh, or, or whatever the case may be um, when it comes to what we need to perform in. It can be school, Absolutely. sports, music, you know, mm-hmm. life in general, like we talked about, yeah. right? So that's good. Um, how about sports? What, what, did you play sports growing up? Do you have any – what's your favorite sport?
1: Mm-hmm. What can you tell me? Um, played a little bit of hockey, um, kind of more so followed the um, musical path. And I also did um, – Little bit of karate or I did quite a bit of karate actually as well. Oh, wow. I was two or three years ago. I was able to achieve my black belt. So congratulations, that's thank amazing. you. That's awesome. I haven't kept up with that too much, but definitely a big part of my early teenage years. Wow, that's so that's so karate,
0: hockey, and music. Um, so, out out of all those ones, what is your you know your your all time kind of go to? Uh, I would say music out you know knowing you for this uh, little bit that I know I would say music but if you had to pick a sport uh whatever the sport may be even if you play just enjoy watching what is your go-to sport
1: um probably probably hockey I played it a little bit i um obviously actively watch it as well and yeah definitely been
0: I know of this in that sense sorry I said I
1: know this but the fans know. who's your mm-hmm. hockey team <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very proud fan of the Boston Bruins big series win yesterday and yeah on to the second
0: round for us now Silver so for, for every Toronto fan out there I, I apologize ahead of time <laughs> um no I, I and we've had these conversations uh, about the Bruins and I, I told them how much I respect that team because of the work ethic they have um mm-hmm. to just you know accomplish so much right mm-hmm. Um, even with the whole Tuka Rast thing opting out this year, too, yeah. that team has still come together to perform. You know. Yeah, winning, no, winning, absolutely. Winning, winning, it's been crazy. Winning this big series against Carolina, you know, next round. Um. But but that just shows you about mental toughness in professional sports, mm-hmm. right? Where it just kind of correlates. These big-name players are are faced to you know, be away from their families, yeah. to be away from us. Their- but continue to overcome all this kind of adversity, sort of saying it ties yeah, with no, grit absolutely. and everything, um, to perform at the highest level, and continue to stick to those routines, even though you know a lot of them are being affected by, like I mentioned, same way for their family, injuries, friends opting out, like took a rest. They're still yeah. overcoming all that, mm-hmm. and, and you kind of like see kind of like that that correlation how
1: it fits in. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think back to the game on Monday night. They were they were playing terrible through two and a half periods, mm-hmm. down, getting shut out by uh, James Reimer, and the Hurricanes had scored two goals that I thought Halak could have had. And it looks like, I remember thinking, well, it's going to be 2-2. That's the three now, and hopefully it doesn't go to a game seven because who knows what happens in game sevens. But yep. sure enough, all it took was one. Then... Everyone started playing hard, and I think that's what kind of turned it around for all of us. Not to mention, without a Pasternak 2 in that game. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're, we're all
0: familiar with James Driver not comfortable with leads against the Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, when, when I saw that too, lead or when they were up, was it two or three they were up? Two. Two. You know yeah, we scored four. Yeah, right? I'm just like, yeah, this is. James Rivers is the worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that That, that guy can't, poor guy, like, had that. And it was in the third period as well, too, I think. It was yeah, like, ten minutes left. I ten, ten minutes left. So it's the same kind of scenario. Ten yeah. when they were up 4-1, and then they lost 5-4 when, when they were with the Leafs. Yeah, 4 I was just like, this guy, I, I think what they got to start doing is uh, pull them Ten minutes in with that lead, and then yeah. bring, in the, <laughs> bring in the backup, right? Maybe, yeah. But no, like, like, we were just joking around, but you can see how... They overcome. They they stick to their play. They stick to the game plan. Yeah, they gotta make some adjustments, but majority of the time they're sticking to their consistent game plans and, and schedules and, and just to get the job done. Because we know it's a competitive league. We know everyone's playing to win, especially the Stanley Cup. Um, but the difference maker to me is to overcoming those challenges.
1: Yeah, right. To, to get the job
0: done, like not. And there's so many different aspects that can come into this. Composure can be a big part, of like sure. the emotions, and performing under pressure is huge, right? Yeah. But absolutely. again, you know, it all starts with I. I would say, personally, with mental toughness. For That's
1: sure. Absolutely. My, my perspective yeah. with
0: that. Um. So moving on with that, so we got into the sports school back. That again, I'm not that much of a music advocate. Like mm-hmm. I just I listen to all types of music. I, I like to sing. I I want to learn how to play guitar. Everything possible. But if you could kind of give us um, and myself some some ways it works with music mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. can you tell me about that?
1: Yeah and no, I think um, from my experience playing piano, it's um, so much of it comes from just your um, determination and your will like I think um, just kind of a learning experience I had with, um, learning about um, box-out traits and kind of all that through the last couple months. So when we talk about the mental aspect of, let's say piano, for example, or of sport, or of um, another instrument, of violin, let's say, of anything, honestly, yep. the common misconception that I fell into as well, and a lot of people who I've spoken to fell into this too, is the thinking is the mental aspect of piano is just How does your brain work? How does your brain influence how you're playing? Is your brain able to respond? Is it able to, we like what we like to call the cognitive traits. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously a huge part in it. But in reality, kind of um, learning about um, everything from box out, including um, psychology traits such as mental toughness, has made me realize how that's such an important part of um, what we're doing in um, what I've been doing my whole life in piano, for example, and how that's a key part, that's arguably the biggest part of the mental aspect of piano that's such a kind of misconception normally. Mm -hmm. I think, for example, like, um, so much of it is, um, so much of piano that um, I find separates the, separates each level of um, musician from the, you know, from the, the, Good from the great, the great from the amazing, and the amazing from the world class and world renowned, is um, many many um, exec- execution of many um, important but small details, and I think so much of that comes from how badly do you want to make sure you get all the details? How how important is getting? Maybe I'm getting a bit technical here, but how important is on? The third line, making sure your left hand is silent. How important is that to you, or are you okay if it's if your if your left hand is moderately loud? Does it matter to you, or does it not? And I think so much of that comes from mental toughness and just your desire to want to get everything correct and desire to want to make sure it um, looks good. It looks good and it's played out. The exact way it should be because there's so many fine details that separates each level of musician in my mind. Um, I, I, it's just to chime in there a little bit
0: there. And, and I think a lot of the things that you're mentioning there, um, I see to a lot of people is, and this is a good thing about what we do at Box so it's how getting the measurements, getting these baselines to find out where people stand yes. is, a lot of the things that you're mentioning there is, it's like saying, do you want to be mediocre? Are you okay with things compensating for other things? Or yes. Do you want to yes. be the best version that uh-huh. you can be by absolutely. going where you, you're and again, you know we don't call anything weaknesses, we call them all areas of opportunity, where we can improve these areas of opportunity is yours mm-hmm. to just help you be more well rounded. And and just hearing you talk about that, that that's what just resonated with me. Um but yeah, it's just sort of cut you off and keep going with that because I like where you were mm-hmm. going with that and how it kind of resonates um with like you said, what the method is you You'll overcome and bounce back and do whatever possible to improve.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think what you what you mentioned there was very it was very kind of um, on like on point with what I was saying and I think when you talk about does someone want to be mediocre or push their push themselves to the next level I think biggest thing in the arts is no one a lot of people's mental toughness can be measured with where they see the next level being mm-hmm. here's what I mean by that Everyone, in my opinion, with piano, I say this a lot, everyone can play the notes. Everyone can. Yep. And to some people, that's good enough and that's success to them. And I think they may not be settling for mediocrity. They may be, they're perceiving what they think is good, mm-hmm. what is adequate enough to progress to the next level. And I think that's where mental toughness comes into play. I think also and this is related to I think um all the honestly all the arts I'm kind of just speaking on music because of my experience it can very easily wear you down just because of how much thinking you're doing how much and it's very like active thinking as well like you're very on the spot you're very um it's you're um acting upon a lot of things like you're like physically playing the notes so it's physical plus it can mentally wear you down because you're thinking a lot as well but um i think your capability to push through that is also part of your mental toughness because um it wears you it can wear you down very easily just because of the nature of the complexity of it Mm -hmm. but your capability of getting through that is also a indicator of mental toughness as well no, that, that uh, was really well said. Uh, I
0: like how you um, worded that, to be honest. And, and that's key. And, and like like we said, we, we did it from the school perspective. We did it from the sports perspective. We did it from the life perspective. And we did it from the arts perspective. But there's just so much more. You can you can do it in any way possible, right? Because that, it, sure. it's just who we are as a person. And you know I say this all the time. It doesn't matter if we're a teacher, student, coach, player, doctor, whatever the case may be, we are all human beings. Yes. And, and I say that first and foremost. To, to everyone to be honest um, so if we had to do like uh, take away from this this uh, session today this segment which I truly enjoyed I hope you enjoyed it as well to be for honest sure I, did. I, I really loved the way you were speaking and um Thank you. comfortable um, so yeah if we had to take this away so going back to school we know there's a lot of uh, stress on a lot of people sure. parents too especially because the thing that I see a lot of is no one knows if they want to send their kids back or not
1: yeah
0: right for there's, sure there's a lot of back and forth with that and, and just like you know, even these teachers, to be honest, are not really that comfortable going back. No, yeah, and I don't blame them. No, I don't either. And, and, and I don't, I don't live in So, this is what I'm saying. We got to, you know, overcome um, this adversity, sort of say mm-hmm. these un, unfortunate circumstances, and apply ourselves to be prepared for it. And, and, like you see, being as prepared as possible if things do end up going back, you know, buying products, like you were mentioning, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, the, the school supplies. Yeah. again it's been a while since I've been been in school but (laughs) textbooks as well textbooks as well taking care of all that for sure but one thing I'll say uh, did you want to say anything else before we uh, signed off or anything like uh, I was going to say like uh, personally my perspective on why mental toughness is so important is pretty much because of what we all deal with and everyone in the world deals with this Mm -hmm. is setbacks
1: yeah for sure
0: everybody deals with setbacks and It's key to come back from those Mm -hmm. as quickly as possible, and and, and that's a big part of mental toughness. But until we know where we are in that, how do we know if we're high or low? Yeah. No, absolutely. So that that's basically I would say um, a big big thing to take from all this is people can talk, and and, you know hopefully you know nothing. that happens from the conversation stuff like that like but as much as people talk about there's no action being done yeah no for sure and, and that's what we gotta start overcoming and that's why we're doing as much action as possible with these podcasts but also with the education to get them to come see what it's all about just from an education process right Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. no, absolutely
0: so again Lucas so if there's anything you wanna chime off on uh, like a last minute
1: um I think yeah just kind of one thing of how um it's I've kind of um, drawn the connection bet- after kind of studying um, the mental toughness trait in particular and kind of my everyday life. So I know I'm filled with expertise on piano here, but I think I, I drew a pretty clear correlation to last summer when I was practicing for my grade 10 exam. Mm-hmm. And I think the I I knew mental toughness was a key part of getting through it. Mm -hmm. It was clear, I think, um, I was having five, six, seven, eight hour days of practicing, depending on the day, depending on everything else, but it was needed. There was no way around it. I had to really put in work to make sure that my exam was gonna be done well in um, August. And truth is, it wasn't even that great, but it was good enough to get me by. I knew I was relying on mental toughness every day to get to overcome the challenges, the stressors of my lesson, and really just push through to get to getting better at the end of the and at the end of each day, week, month, and ultimately to a good performance. But having not known about box out, so I don't know how to ensure that I was getting that I was mentally tough that I was getting better at it I just I was just told or I was either being told by someone else or telling myself you just have to tough it out you have to mentally hang in there you know and all the sayings I'm sure you've heard more than I have to be honest with you but it was like how do I do that and the answer was practice Mm -hmm. get better make sure you're better and unless i unless i could see or hear something or my teacher signed off on something i don't know i was getting better yeah, that 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 famous saying
0: practice makes perfect yeah
1: for sure <laughs> so we'll go on sorry and and no and even perfect practice makes perfect like <laughs> e- like we've tried to change the saying a bit but it's like there's still kind of that missing gap here of just needing to, the misconception that I had to go through all summer of just working harder, working harder, just more hours, more. I wanted to push myself, and my way of pushing myself even beyond my teacher's expectations was doing more hours. Mm-hmm. Not not anything else, just doing more hours of piano. And yeah, that helped, but there's not a, but how was, how was I supposed to, exemplify mental toughness? How was I supposed to um, really push myself other than just practicing? So I think a lot of society, if you will, is kind of stuck in and I was too, this misconception of mental toughness just being practice more, just figure it out. You know what I mean? And I think that's such a missing gap in learning.
0: And and that's the thing and and I see it too is a lot of people, again, without knowing where someone is or where someone stands is they're ultimately guessing. Yeah. And what they're trying to push on people is basically what they want or how they want to be taught. Yeah. And, and and that's where I notice, you know, with my time being here and even my time in the past is it was always, yeah, just do this, keep doing this, keep doing this, keep doing this, this is how you do. And, and remember, this is how we all learn differently. We all, have, you know, take information uh, in different ways. But like you mentioned, there's more to just Practice, practice, practice. It is important to sing those team, but there's there's so much more in depth to that. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'm glad how uh, you correlated that with with the music and your and your expertise and your learning, uh, growing up. And I'm glad you learned something with being a part of us um, for sure for this long. So um, again, man, I, I really appreciate you coming out. I no worries. Thank it, you it, for it having was, me. Uh, it was an honor to have you. Um, you know we'll we'll have more of this up for sure. You, you know on our YouTube channel. Uh, you know, two episodes. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. If you uh, if there's anything you want to hear more of or what you think, just uh, leave a comment mm-hmm. on our Instagram or YouTube. You know, more interns, more guests like Lucas will come. Lucas will be back as well. And, yeah, uh, um, thanks again, Lucas. And thank you all for Take listening care, to our uh, second episode uh, for Box Up Podcast. Take care.